0: this is chapter nine of tom sawyer abroad this librivox recording is in the public domain tom sawyer abroad by mark twain chapter nine tom discourses on the desert still we thought we would drop down there a minute but on another errand most of the professor's cargo of food was put up in cans in the new way that somebody had just invented the rest was fresh when you fetch missouri beefsteak to the great sahara You want to be particular and stay up in the coolish weather, so we reckoned we would drop down into the lion market and see how we could make out there. We hauled in the ladder and dropped down till we was just above the reach of the animals, then we let down a rope with a slipknot in it and hauled up a dead lion, a small tender one, then yanked up a cub tiger. We had to keep the congregation off with a revolver, or they would have took a hand in the proceedings and helped.' We carved off a supply from both, and saved the skins, and hove the rest overboard. Then we baited some of the professor's hooks with the fresh meat, and went a-fishing. We stood over the lake just a convenient distance above the water, and catched a lot of the nicest fish you ever see. It was a most amazing good supper we had lion steak, tiger steak, fried fish, and hot corn-pone. I don't want nothing better than that. We had some fruit to finish off with— We got it out of the top of a monstrous tall tree. It was a very slim tree that hadn't a branch on it from the bottom plumb to the top, and there it bursted out like a feather duster. It was a palm tree, of course. Anybody knows a palm tree the minute he sees it, by the pictures. We went for coconuts in this one, but there weren't none. There was only big, loose bunches of things like oversized grapes, and Tom allowed they was dates because he said they answered the description in the Arabian Nights and the other books. Of course, they mightn't be, and they might be poison. So we had to wait a spell, and watch and see if the birds had em. They done it, so we done it too. And they was most amazing good. By this time monstrous big birds begun to come and settle on the dead animals. They was plucky critters. They would tackle one end of a lion that was being gnawed at the other end by another lion. If the lion drove the bird away, it didn't do no good. He was back again the minute the lion was busy. The big birds come out of every part of the sky. Tom said the birds didn't find out the meat was there by the smell. They had to find it out by seeing it. Oh, but ain't that an eye for you? "'Tom said at the distance of five miles "'a patch of dead lions couldn't look any bigger "'than a person's fingernail, "'and he couldn't imagine how the birds "'could notice such a little thing so far off. "'It was strange and unnatural to see lion eat lion, "'and we thought maybe they weren't kin. "'But Jim said that didn't make no difference. "'He said a hog was fond of her own children, "'and so was a spider, "'and he reckoned maybe a lion was pretty near as unprincipled, "'though maybe not quite.' he thought likely a lion wouldn't eat his own father if he knowed which was him but reckoned he would eat his brother-in-law if he was uncommon hungry and eat his mother-in-law any time but reckoning don't settle nothing you can reckon till the cows come home but that don't fetch you to no decision so we give it up and let it drop generally it was very still in the desert nights but this time there was music a lot of other animals come to dinner sneaking yelpers that tom allowed was jackals and roach-backed ones that he said was hyenas and all the whole biling of them kept up a racket all the time they made a picture in the moonlight that was more different than any picture i ever see we had a line out and made fast to the top of a tree and didn't stand no watch but all turned in and slept but i was up two or three times to look down at the animals and hear the music it was like having a front seat at a menagerie for nothing which I hadn't ever had before, and so it seemed foolish to sleep and not make the most of it. I mightn't ever have such a chance again. We went a-fishing again in the early dawn, and then lazied around all day in the deep shade on an island, taking turn about to watch and see that none of the animals come a snooping around there after aeronauts for dinner. We was going to leave the next day, but couldn't. It was too lovely.' The day after, when we rose up toward the sky and sailed off eastward, we looked back and watched that place till it weren't nothing but just a speck in the desert, and I tell you it was like saying goodbye to a friend that you ain't ever going to see any more. Jim was thinking to himself, and at last he says, "'Mars Tom, we's most to de end of de desert now, I speck.' "'Why?' "'Well, it stand to reason we is. You knows how long we's been a-skimming over it. Must be most out of sand.' "'It's a wonder to me that it's hilt out as long as it has. "'Shucks, there's plenty sand. You needn't worry.' "'Oh, I ain't a-worryin', Mars. Tom, only wonderin' that's all. "'The Lord's got plenty of sand, I ain't doubtin' that. "'But, never mind, he ain't goin' to waste it just on dat account. "'And I allows dat this desert's plenty big enough now, just the way she is, "'and you can't spread her out no more, doubt wastin' sand.' oh go long we ain't much more than fairly started across this desert yet the united states is a pretty big country ain't it ain't it huck yes i says there ain't no bigger one i don't reckon well he says this desert is about the shape of the united states and if you was to lay it down on top of the united states it would cover the land of the free out of sight like a blanket there'd be a little corner sticking out up at maine and away up northwest and Florida sticking out like a turtle's tail, and that's all. We've took California away from the Mexicans two or three years ago, so that part of the Pacific coast is ours now, and if you laid the Great Sahara down with her edge on the Pacific, she would cover the United States and stick out past New York six hundred miles into the Atlantic Ocean. I say, good land! Have you got the documents for that, Tom Sawyer? Yes, and they're right here, and I've been studying them you can look for yourself from new york to the pacific is two thousand six hundred miles from one end of the great desert to the other is three thousand two hundred the united states contains three million six hundred thousand square miles the desert contains four million one hundred and sixty two thousand with the desert's bulk you could cover up every last inch of the united states and in under where the edges projected out you could tuck england scotland "'Ireland, France, Denmark, and all Germany. "'Yes, sir, you could hide the home of the brave, "'and all of them countries clean out of sight under the Great Sahara, "'and you would still have two thousand square miles of sand left.' "'Well,' I says, "'it clean beats me. "'Why, Tom, it shows that the Lord took as much pains "'making this desert as making the United States "'and all them other countries.' "'Jim says, "'Huck, that don't stand a reason. "'I reckon this desert wa'n't made at all.' Now, you take and look at it like this. You look at it and see if I's right. What's the desert good for? Tain't good for nuttin'. Tain't no way to make it pay. Ain't that so, Huck? Yes, I reckon. Ain't it so, Mars Tom? I guess so. Go on. If a thing ain't no good, it's made in vain, ain't it? Yes. Now then, do de the Lord make anything in vain? You answer me that. Well, no, he don't. Then how come he make a desert? Well, go on. How did he come to make it? Mas Tom, I believe it is just like when you'd build a house. There's always a lot of truck and rubbish left over. What does you do with it? Don't you take and cut it off and dump it into an old vacant back lot? Of course. Now then, it's my opinion. It was just like that. That the Great Sahara weren't made at all. She just happened. I said it was a real good argument, and I believed it was the best one Jim ever made. Tom, he said the same, but said the trouble about arguments is they ain't nothing but theories, after all, and theories don't prove nothing. They only give you a place to rest on, a Spell, when you are tuckered out, butting around and around, trying to find out something there ain't no way to find out. And he says, "'There's another trouble about theories. There's always a hole in them somewheres, sure.' if you look close enough. It's just so with this one of Jim's. Look what billions and billions of stars there is. How does it come that there was just exactly enough star stuff and none left over? How does it come there ain't no sand pile up there? But Jim was fixed for him and says, What's the Milky Way? That's what I want to know. What's the Milky Way? Answer me dat." In my opinion, it was just a sock It's only an opinion, it's only my opinion, and others may think different, but I said it then, and I stand to it now. It was a sock And moreover, besides, it landed Tom Sawyer. He couldn't say a word. He had that stunned look of a person that's been shot in the back with a cag of nails. All he said was, as for people like me and Jim, he'd just as soon have intellectual intercourse with a catfish. But anybody can say that and I notice they always do when somebody has fetched them a lifter. Tom Sawyer was tired of that end of the subject. So we got back to talking about the size of the desert again, and the more we compared it with this and that and t'other thing, the more nobler and bigger and grander it got to look right along. And so, hunting amongst the figures, Tom found, by and by, that it was just the same size as the Empire of China— "'Then he showed us the spread the Empire of China made on the map "'and the room she took up in the world. "'Well, it was wonderful to think of.' "'And I says, "'Why, I've heard talk about this desert plenty of times, "'but I never knowed before how important she was.' "'Then Tom says, "'Important. Sahara important. "'That's just the way with some people. "'If a thing's big, it's important. "'That's all the sense they've got. "'All they can see is size. "'Why, look at England.' It's the most important country in the world, and yet you could put it in China's vest pocket, and not only that, but you'd have the Dickens' own time to find it again, the next time you wanted it. And look at Russia. It spreads all around and everywhere, and yet ain't no more important in this world than Rhode Island is, and hasn't got half as much in it that's worth saving. Away off now we see a little hill, standing up just on the edge of the world. Tom broke off his talk and reached for a glass very much excited, and took a look, and says, That's it. It's the one I've been looking for, sure. If I'm right, it's the one the dervish took the man into and showed him all the treasures. So we begun to gaze, and he begun to tell about it out of the Arabian Nights. End of chapter 9